We've been really busy. Mm-hmm. Really busy. Everybody's in gardening mode, man. It's just boom, boom, boom. Which it's is exciting. Good. It's good. I just exciting. can't wait every day. Yeah. I got stuff to plant every day. I know. I got. <laughs> I get a five-minute break. I catch myself out there in the garden. I know. I mean, boom, you boom, disappear. Boom. Disappear. I'm out there, and then I know I gotta come back. Welcome everyone to the Road by Road Garden Show, the best daggum gardening show on the radio and the internet as well. We're glad to have you. We got Mama Hoss this evening. Mama Hoss, welcome. Thank you. How you doing? I'm doing good. Mm-hmm. How are you doing? I'm good. Good. Good time of year. It's a good time of year, man. It's exciting. Just you want to stay out there to dark. And we got these the hours of change. We got longer days now, and you just want to stay out there to dark. You come in. And you're tired. And we have been. I mean, we haven't been Man. in the house to 8.30. I told you the other night when we come in, I was tired. Mm-hmm. But I was a good tired. You ever enjoy that feeling when you're just exhausted? I do. I actually, I enjoy that feeling when I'm just exhausted. Come in, you've been <laughs> bending over all day long, and you know you're going to sleep well. And we've been busy in the warehouse. Busy in the warehouse. It's just. Mama Hall's been shipping. Mama Hall's has been having to fill in. By I her. know it. Yep. Pick out those heavy packages. Yep. It's a good time. Hey, is it time to you? We all got to pitch in. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right. So what you got going on in the garden you want to share with everybody? I got flowers. Oh, man. They're so pretty. Onions that I'm pulling. Onions? You grew onions? I grew onions. Huh. Is your onions bigger than my onions? Well, I don't know. You will see? Maybe. Uh-huh. Now, everybody, we have... We, I these snuck onions, mine in. I snuck are- mine in with nobody seeing them. Now, I could have been ugly and went to the store and bought a big one, but I didn't. I was truthful about it. But these aren't ready to pull yet, but I'm going to eat them. Mine really? Mine's starting to fall over out there. Mine, I, I'm going to gather mine within okay. next week. Here you go. All right. I didn't clean mine up. I'm going to tell you what, that's pretty much even. Oh, look at that. Yeah, that's a little oh, bit bigger. Now, these are not the biggest onions I've ever grown before, but that's a respectable size onion, wouldn't you say so? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know about yeah, that. It's I about do. the same size to me. I think my but onions folks, are bigger than your onions. When your tops start falling over, and this is what I tell people, when you find 50% of them with the tops over. And mine's not falling over yet. Well, mine are. So it's time for me to be thinking about But now I had to pull up, up these because I needed to plant something else there. Yeah. Yeah. For folks that do not know, we got a his and her garden. Mm-hmm. She's got her own garden. I got my own garden. We had trouble years ago deciding what we was going to do and how we was going to do it. And the solution to that was that each of us have our own garden. Yeah. Now, if she asked me to do something in her garden, I would do it. I will. Mm-hmm. Like, if you need something down there, I know what need. you need. I said, if. <laughs> <laughs> I have done stuff. I actually built these gardens for you. Oh, you did? Yeah. I do stuff for it, but for the most part, I, I'm hands off. Yeah, yeah. And then, same way my garden, if I asked you to do something, beg and plead, you'll come no, in. No, no, I gather all you do, stuff. You do do, yeah, do. you do do a good job gathering. Yeah. Okay, let me show you something else. So, Hoss has never grown seedless watermelons. The Miss Hoss. I have failed this year, as uh, many other people did, too. And you have failed every year. I don't know. It's the first year I've tried to grow them. Oh, yeah. but you failed. I failed, and uh, mine rotted. So we had Peter on the show, which we is from Simmons. We had Peter on the show, and it was a couple weeks back, and he talked about 
how you couldn't put too much water on them. They needed the perlite on top. So I thought vermiculite and perlite. You could use the one. Perlite is the preferred. Excuse me. Vermiculite is the preferred. Is that the medium. brown or the white? The brown. Okay, the brown. So vermiculite. So I followed Peter's instructions to the T. And I had all but one germinate. No, you two there. Unless you didn't plant one. I, I didn't plant that one. Oh, you didn't plant no, that one? I didn't. So it's, you only planted 10? Yeah. Oh, I didn't realize it because there's 10 to a pack. That makes sense. Okay, and then this was the pollinators that was in the Charleston Gray with it. And we've had several people talk about they can't get these to germinate and they think our seeds are bad. So they do work. But if you want to find out exactly how, go back and watch that video with Peter mm -hmm. from Simonis. Yep. And he lays it out to a T. And uh, man, I tell you what, it's it's impressive what he told us that day. It was. I mean, I had tried it twice. And this was my third attempt. Followed Peter's, Peter's instructions. Oops. And it worked. So we watered them twice. We watered them one time when you planted them. And I covered them with saran wrap. And by mistake, I watered them one more time after that. Then we moved them out of the way so they wouldn't get watered again. Now, these ones we treat totally different. Yeah. And that's where people get confused at, is they try to do the seedless watermelons like they do the seeded watermelons, and you cannot do that. I know it don't make sense, but that's the way it is. Now these, you keep moist, you can keep watered, they're gonna pop through, no problem whatsoever. But those seedless varieties, if you have never grown them before, or if you don't know how, I would recommend growing the seeded varieties over that. But these are gonna, these are gonna go in my. Oh, you having a hard time, right? I am. Um, my raised beds, about where I have the strawberries. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna plant these. Cool. I'm excited. You should be. Yep. All right. I got two big spots for watermelons planted. I got yellow dog planted. I got sangria. They're starting to kick in there. Starting to green up and grow. I've been babying them along. Mm -hmm. Yep. What seeds we got this week? We got some new seeds for this week, and we're going to start out with Mr. Let's see here. Tongues of Fire Bean. Now, this is open pollinated. It's a bush variety. It is used widely in Italy and Tuscany. Really? And it's a stringless bean. It's a stringless, and it can be canned, frozen, are eaten fresh. Yep. It's kind of like the, um, what's those we found in North Georgia? Yeah, the cranberry bean, mm. or, or the, the, we don't call it a cranberry. It, some people call it cranberry. Topaz. 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 Topazio. That's Topazio, what it's yeah. Yep. yeah. Now you can shell these or you can eat them as a regular mm -hmm. bean, either one. So that's good. It's very pretty bean. Very Red and white. All right, this is the next one that I am, am pumped about. Well, I got more than one I pumped about. I don't really like this. I'm gonna grow this one just next year. Ox heart carrot. Um, is that a generic packet? Yeah. yeah. Turn around. So this is open pollinated. It's originally from France. Mm -hmm. Distinct heart shape. Yeah, what's unique about this carrot is, is it is one of those short, stubby carrots. It's the shape of it is so unique. And it grows well in heavy soil and mm -hmm. clay soils. Yep. And it can get up as to as much as one pound. Wow, huge! Huge. Yep. This is this is on my to do list uh, this coming fall. All right, let's get what we got next. It's like Christmas time. Henderson pink tomato. 
open pollinated heirloom variety beefsteak, mm -hmm. low acidity, and these can average a pound and have been known to grow as much as two pounds. Yep, an indeterminate type variety that is over a hundred years old. An old, are you talking about a true heirloom? This is it right here. And next, oh boy. Indigo. Rose. I just got through about an hour ago planting me mm. 24 of these. Now you talk, this is what they classify as a blue tomato, but it has, it's, it's blue and mottled with another color. Man, absolutely gorgeous. We posted one earlier this week, a picture of this on our Facebook page. So if you want to go back and look at our Hoss Facebook page, we got a beautiful picture of this one right here. It's like a medium sized tomato. It's not a very big tomato, it's an indeterminate. And uh, man, am I excited about this one right here. Yeah, this is this. It's not one I, you want to plant a lot of, but it's one that you want two or three and how plants. Many did you plant? I planted twenty-four. <laughs> I got one carried. But everybody here in the office is going to want one, so I figured mm -hmm. I'd share with them because we mm -hmm. love sharing around here. We do. Yep. All right. And next we got Mister Trinidad Scorpion. Y'all hot. Y'all hot pepper people out there. This is for you. Okay, this is one of the hottest peppers. In yep. the world, yep. Um, it can take up to six weeks to germinate. As with all the hot peppers, they all can be troublesome to germinate. Yep, this is a good one, folks. If you want your hot pepper, get this one. Be patient with it. Get it up and get it growing. You probably don't want more than a couple of plants, but you can. The Scoville was just because like it's the hottest one. Yep. In the world. Yep, and that oh, we got one more. One more deep purple cauliflower. Well, here he is. Mr. Deep Purple Cauliflower, and as you guess, it is a purple cauliflower. We've grown purple cauliflowers before. I've not grown this variety here, but it comes highly recommended to us. So you folks out there that want to change it up a little bit. And it does keep its color once it's cooked. Yep, it's a good one. And anything that has that purple and blue color, we know has higher antioxidants in good it. Good for you. Good for you. Good to you and good for you. Man, there's is the seeds for the week. I get all pumped up when I do them seeds this week. The next thing I want to do, of course, we pulled these earlier, and I seen that indigo, and I said, man, I got to go plant me some indigo. What are we talking about today? We're talking about fertilizers. Fertilizer. Fertilizer. We're going to end fertilizer. Help to explain people fertilizers. Now, we're going to be talking about, in general, fertilizers and digging down on the the ingredients in fertilizer, for it to be a complete fertilizer, a complete fertilizer has to have nitrogen, phosphorus, and potassium. Mm -hmm. Let me dig through here. We got a lot of stuff on the table And just here. in general about fertilizer, fertilizer is short supply. Yes, it is. And it's gone up, even for us. And the reason being is because of this Ukraine-Russian problem there. A lot of our fertilizer ingredients come from over there from what they call the Russian Federation and actually out of Ukraine. Mm -hmm. So it's called a huge supply problem there. And y'all know what happens when supplies get disrupted, prices jump up. So they jump up for us. Yep. Luckily, we secured a lot of our fertilizers last year, but we have sold so much of it, we're having to go and buy our new supplies. Now we had, I said so we, I had supplied, because that's part of my job, is doing the purchasing. I had supplied enough fertilizer last year that I thought was going to last us through the year. Mm. And we've already sold out. What we're seeing is, and I don't know if this is good or bad, 
I was what I think. We've seen these huge fertilizer orders come in, and I think people are panicking a little bit. They're hoarding. They're hoarding up fertilizer. Like toilet paper. I we had an order that back there this morning that had twenty something bags of this right. Uh -huh. One order, and we're seeing a lot of that. I've had several orders that had thirty or forty bags of mm. fertilizer. So uh, it kind of worries me a little bit because I never like to see anybody panic, but uh, we, we're seeing some of that. Now, as far as supplies go. We're not having any issues getting supplies at this moment here. However, we are seeing dramatic increases on price. So, okay. right, so we're going to talk about this product right here to start with. And pretty much in general, whether we talk about nitrogen is nitrogen, whether it's water soluble or not. So we're not going to differentiate a lot between the water solubles and the granules. However, I will tell you the majority of the ones that we're going to talk about today our 20-20-20, our Chilean nitrate, ammonia sulfate, and calcium sulfate. Excuse me, not, uh, calcium nitrate. I said sulfate. Calcium nitrate. All those are water soluble, and not all ammonia sulfates and calcium nitrates are water soluble. What we buy is what we call a greenhouse grade, and they are water soluble. But you got to be if you're going to put these things through an injector, you got to make sure that you get a a greenhouse grade, okay. and not all all of them are. All of ours are. And this is a balanced ratio of nitrogen, phosphorus, and potassium. It is, and it's got a little bit of the other stuff in it too. It's got copper, it's got iron, it's got manganese and modeline. <laughs> yeah, it's good with it. Uh, and zinc. It's got some zinc, and it's got boron in it as well. And it can be used on any vegetable or flower in your garden. This is the staple right here. Now, back in the day, a long, long time ago, when they first, miracle Grow first come out, that's what it was, was this product right here without the miners in it. 2020, you used it for years and years and years. And you knew it worked well. Before Hoss. Before Hoss, it worked wonderful. I was actually at a horticultural meeting in the 80s. I was, I took my master gardener class back in, I know I'm dating myself, back in the 80s. I was part of the first master gardener class in South Georgia. And one of the professors we had come in one day, did a talk on fertilizers and explained this to me and a lot went off my head. That's dangerous, ain't it? Mm -hmm. A lot went off. A lot went off. But one reason that this product works well, and I'll explain it to you today, is because it has different sources of nitrogen. A lot of your fertilizers will only have one source of nitrogen, and we'll talk about a couple of them in a minute. But this product here has three different sources of nitrogen. It has ammoniacal, it has nitrate, and it has urea. All three of those are broken down and made available to that plant differently and different stages. So that's the reason this product, and plants also respond differently to those different types of nitrogen. I'll go ahead and go, I'm gonna, I was gonna say this, but I'm gonna go ahead and go a little deeper mm -hmm. into this right here. This first one we'll talk about there is urea. So now this product here has 11% urea in it. Urea of all three of those takes a little bit longer through the chain to be available to the, the, uh, the plant. It is a three-step process of breaking down being available to that plant. It has to be broken down through with beneficial bacteria. So for urea to be applicable to your situation, you need a decent, healthy soil system so those bacteria can break that nitrogen down to the plant. So we have a three-stage process here. Of the three nitrogen source, it's going to be the last one the plant gets. The next one's going to be ammoniacal. 
Ammoniacal in this product right here is 3.5%. Ammoniacal has a two-stage process which breaks down before it's available to the plant. And then the last one we got there is Mr. Nitrate. Mr. Nitrate on this product is 5.5%. Mr. Nitrate is immediately available to the plant. So what happens when you put this out is you get the nitrogen hit the plant, you get the ammoniacal hit next, and then last you get oh. the urea hit. Now urea's got a little bit of a chain on it, it won't hit all at one time. Trifecta. Sort of, kind of, yeah. And it boom, boom. So that's one reason this product works so well. There again, different type soils convert these differently. Whether you got a clay soil, a high um, organic soil, or if you got poor soils, it doesn't matter. All three of these are going to act a little different. And that's the reason this thing is so well-rounded. In my opinion, that's the reason it works so well. If you want to know how to mix it, how to apply it, go to this on our website and it has for raised beds, for gardens, and all different formulas for mixing. It is a blue product. It's done by, by design, so when you mix it up, it is blue. Another thing to a little trick on this oh, right it's here. green. Blue. Some of it's green, but this one, ours, is blue. Is uh, mix it with warm water, and it'll dissolve a little bit quicker. It will dissolve in cold water, but if you want it quickly dissolve, mix it up in warm water. Good to use through the injector. Yep. That is our number one selling product right there. All right. All right, let's move on to Mr. Chilean Natural. This is also known as a brand name is Organic. Oh, excuse me, Organic. Now, this one here is nitrate. It has 2% potash. Let's don't pay a lot of attention to the potash here. This is straight nitrate nitrogen. Nutrient source collected from natural rock deposits. We're at down there in found South America. in the desert in Chile. Yep. See this little thing right here? That's Omni. That means that this product is organic certified. This is where people get a little confused and where they should, because this is kind of, this is makes muddy water here. This is the only fast acting organic fertilizer that I'm aware of. And we see here, it is nitrate. Nitrate's gonna hit there, it's gonna hit quick and it's gonna leave the quickest. Uh, Nitrate fertilizer has more prone to groundwater contamination than any of those nitrates because it moves so quick. Even though this is an organic product, it should be used with caution. You should understand how it works. And also, you should use it correctly. It should by no means be the majority of your fertility process here. It's a great product, works quick. Water soluble. Water soluble. And you could side dress with it too. I side dress my corn with it over the weekend. But it is a nitrate, and those nitrates move out quick. All right. Get my notes out here. Ammonia sulfate we have here. There we go again. We have total nitrogen of 21%, and that is 21% ammoniacal. And it has sulfur in there as well. It's got 24% sulfur in there. 21% ammoniacal nitrogen. So this is that two-step fertilizer that's going to go through there. This is not quite as quick as nitrates. It's great for garlic. Anything in the alum Shallots, yes. leeks. Yes. Increases the bulb size and flavor. Yep. Now, one thing I'll add to you about sulfur is this one has 24% sulfur in there. We know Onions and garlic love sulfur. Sulfur, boron, and nitrogen are the three nutrients that will leave out the quickest. 
and we need boron for beets. That's the reason you have to steadily reapply nitrogen and sulfur and boron because those, when they hit the ground, what's not taken up by the plant is pretty much gone quickly. So, this one right here being ammoniacal has one stage of fertilizer there. It's great for those onions and everything, but there again, even on the onions, I like to rotate this with the 20-20-20. And let's move on to Mr. Calcium Nitrate. Mr. Calcium Nitrate has got twofold, a little bit of both, not enough ammoniacal to make a lot of difference. It is mostly 14.5% nitrate nitrogen, so this was going to hit quick. And then it has an ammoniacal of 1.1%, which really is not enough to make a whole lot of difference there. And it has calcium. We love that calcium, so those in the nightshade family. Prevent that blossom in rot. Prevent that blossom in rot. Now let's talk about nitrate nitrogen just a tad longer. So if you've got those cool, let's talk about growing cool weather crops. If you're growing a cool weather crop and you're having a little bit of a trouble converting things over, say you got a low organic soil and you got a sandy soil, then you want to probably choose a nitrate type nitrogen because it's going to hit in quickest if you're trying to get nitrogen to those plants the quickest. Now as the weather warms up and everything, you can use these others and they'll convert faster. But in cold soils, urea or the ammoniacal is not going to move near as fast as that nitrate. So for a cool weather crop when it's very cold and you're trying to bump something, use the nitrates. Like broccoli, Brussels sprouts. Yep, all those, yep, all those. And then we got that calcium in there at 19%. Love that calcium. All right, and here is Mr. Organic Fertilizer. Now this is my favorite. I use that a lot. So we've talked, and I'm gonna classify Chilean nitrate, for just the sake of argument, I'm gonna classify Chilean nitrate as a synthetic because it acts just like a synthetic, although it isn't organic. So this is what I tell people, don't get caught up in the organic or the synthetic thing a whole lot. The plants don't know. The plants do not know where the, the elements come from. You know, somebody said this years ago, it wasn't me, but I wish this was my quote because this is so true. Synthetic fertilizers feed the plant. Organic fertilizers feed the soil. And there's a lot of truth to that. Now this is our organic fertilizer here, which is a pelletized chicken litter. And it has, Water insoluble and water soluble nitrogen of 5%. All fertilizers have to convert to an inorganic nitrogen before they're available to the plant. So all of them have to go through somewhat of the same process. We usually put this in about two weeks before we plant. And we let the soil digest it. Mm -hmm. So the takeaway today should be one thing. Do not get caught up in any particular fad understand your soil and understand what you're trying to achieve and go from there. Sometimes you do need to just feed the plant. Mm -hmm. And if you do need to do that, you want to use some synthetics. But there again, you should also feed your soil and you should have a goal of having a very organic, lively And this is certified system. organic. This is certified organic. So make sure that you have a high organic content in your soil. And you can do that by applying compost, organic matter, cover crops, all those create that nice organic situation in your soil. You sh your goal should be, this is a rather lofty goal, your goal should be a 5% organic matter in your soils. 
And then you can use those synthetics to your benefit. Now, if you're using all synthetics all the time, you're going to burn your soils up. And over a period of time, you're going to be dependent upon whatever you put out there to take up because you're not going to have that lively eco soil system. You need a balance. You need a balance. Exactly. Balance. So let's move across this and let's move. This has 9% calcium. Yes, which is important. And we'll get that from the hen manure. That's very important for those tomatoes and whatnots. Now, this is the one right here. I think it's the most unappreciated ones of the ones we carry. This is not omni-certified. Right, and we used to just carry the fish, and we can't get that anymore. So now we carry the fish and guano. Yep. And the guano is bat poop for you, you know, don't know. Bat poop. This is a wonderful product right here. It has ammoniacal nitrate and urea. It has all three of them in there, just like the 2020-20, but this is a natural fertilizer. This has a little bit of problem converting when it's cold. But as a warm weather product, I think this one is very underappreciated. And this one you can use indoors and outdoors. Mm -hmm. It has a little bit of a smell to it, but it's not bad. Yeah. yeah. And we move across there. This one follows up all of our fertilizers with all the minor elements in it right here. Mm -hmm. This has, this is not a complete fertilizer. For a complete fertilizer, you've got to have nitrogen, phosphorus, potassium. This is the micronutrients. Manganese, sulfur, boron, copper, iron, manganese, and mobilium, and zinc. I hope I said that next to the last one right. Yeah, now you can actually put this on there and in two days later. Immediate. You can soil apply that or soil drench it. Mm -hmm. it. I mean, you can see an inch difference mm -hmm. in two days. Mm -hmm. Magic. Yep. Now, one little thing there about ammoniacals I was going to mention, it is a little bit different. If you do have high clay soils, and you have the right amount of temperature and you have the right amount of moisture in there, ammoniacal, which is unusual, will bind up to those soils and stay there a little bit longer in very unique situations there. Um, looking here at my notes here. This is a good one, I wrote this one down. Any source of organic matter will sooner or later become a soil acid after it has decomposed into the soil. So we down here in the South, we put out a lot of compost. Mm -hmm. After about a year, that, that compost is burned up and gone because we have so much heat down here, it breaks it down. So that's the reason we have to reapply yeah, that. Yeah, I put mine on my raised beds twice a year. Mm -hmm. Another interesting fact, manure, whether it be horse manure, chicken manure, whatever, that is surface applied, uh, will lose 25% of its nutrients in a single 24 period hour on a Sunday weaning day. Oh, wow. And that's the reason I like to fold all my fertilizers in. I don't care whether it's organic or synthetic. If I'm not injecting it and I'm side dressing, which I do periodically, mm -hmm. I always like to fold it in with a layer of uh, soil on top of it. And I do that with my plows. My most favorite way to do it is to side dress and then come back with my plows and my heart and fold it in. And it keeps that fertilizer from being lost to the atmosphere. Or if we get a heavy rain, it keeps it from washing away. Okay. Groundwater contamination from nitrate is a huge thing. That's the reason we want to make sure that we use the right amount so that it's taken up by the plant and we don't lose it and we don't contaminate our rivers and streams nor our groundwater. And last but not least, for you folks that don't want to make it too complicated, and I hope I haven't done that today. And this is what I've used on my onions, my kale. This is what I use. I put the complete organic in there and then I use this. 
Yes, so this has ammoniacal and urea in there, which is twofold. Good stuff. This is a no-brainer. Yep. You put one tablet to one gallon of water and just let it fizz, fizz. Oh, what a gift it is. And uh, you just put it on there. Now, I'll tell you what I have done. I have strengthened up a little bit. I have put a tablet to a half a gallon of water. Not had any problem. Well, you know what I've done? I put the nutrient and one of these together. Yep. But this is all I fed my onions, my strawberries. Yep. My kale. It's just a no-brainer. Yep. Ammoniaco and urea. It's a great combination right there. So, so the goal here, the takeaway, everybody, is do a balance of your soil. Have a strategy to have plenty of organic matter in your soil to feed your soil have a good living organism there. Do not over apply synthetics, but yet use synthetics when you need to and understand how they work. And I think you will be successful for that. So I hope we've de mm -hmm. demythified it just a little Demythified bit. Demythified it, simplified yep. it. Yep. All these synthetics are salt based, so they will burn. Salt will over a period of time have the occasion to build up in soils if you overuse them, so that you don't want to overuse them. So a good balance of managing your soil organic matter and a good balance of synthetics, I think is a winning combination. And it's time for the old goat drawing. Right. We appreciate everybody commenting every week on the old goat. Yeah, and if you found the old goat this week, we will draw next week. But right. for the folks that found it last week, we're gonna draw this week. All right. Greg Blanton. So send us your your information to cusserve.com and we'll get you a coveted horse memorabilia. Yeah, send, send us you. your t-shirt size yep. to cusserve at hosstools.com and we'll get you something sent out in the mail. All right, we talking got, about YouTube. Talking about YouTube. If you like this, please like, subscribe, and do that notification. We are a hundred away from 100. 100 away from 200,000 subscribers. So please subscribe. Yep. We want to reach that goal. Yep. By the way, if you're following anybody on, if you're on TikTok, <laughs> follow our old house on TikTok. Yeah. What did you reach this I week? I reached 100,000 followers this week. Yay! On TikTok. Big hand. Yep. Now, TikTok, some of y'all out there is uh, is going to laugh at you. If you'll go through there and find the videos, because it's got a lot of trash on there, if you'll just simply, how you do that, you showed me how to do it. Hit on there and say, not interested. Mm -hmm. It will figure out what you want to see. And basically, what I see is what I want to see. Yeah. Garden videos. There's a lot of gardening videos on there, or garden people on there. And Mama Halls has a TikTok, yep. too. Yep. So, check us out on TikTok. Garden with a horse and mama horse. Yeah. And we still got to go to Pellas from the past. I know, that's coming up. Is it next yeah. week? Oh, man, is it? I think it is next week. I'm excited about that. Oh, man, Jason's been texting me back and forth. I've been west. I want to see all these guys. Yeah. April 23rd, maybe two weeks. Yep. Um, it is two weeks. Week 9 a.m. Week and a half. To 5 p.m. Yep. Um, there's a link below. You can register just so we know who else coming and how to prepare excited yep. for that yeah go check it out pedals to the past and uh that's a garden center 
there in Alabama, and they are the cat's meows, they say. Fruit I've not trees, been them, roses. But I've talked to a lot of our suppliers that know them, and man, they're really excited about also this. Also have an antique show, mm -hmm. and then a separate area for the YouTubers meet yep. group. Yep. Yeah. Corny Joe. Yep. Why do flowers drive so fast? Yeah. They like to put the pedal to the metal. And for April, every month we do a different sticker in our orders. And so this month, and I don't have one to show you, is a sunflower sticker that says put the metal to the pedal. Oh, really? I didn't even know that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm not to charge the stickers. No, you're not. No. All right, folks. Hope you enjoyed it. Hope it's time for you to get out there and enjoy the wonderful, beautiful outdoors. And it's time for you to get out there and get dirty.